a candy-colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all right I close my eyes Then I drift away Ideas come along in the strangest way when you just pay attention, and sometimes things happen on the set that make you start dreaming. When we were shooting the pilot for Twin Peaks, we had a set dresser named Frank Silva. Frank was never destined to be in Twin Peaks, never in a million years. But we were shooting in Laura Palmer's home, and Frank was moving some furniture around in her room. I was in the hall underneath a fan, and a woman said, Frank, don't move that dresser in front of the door like that. Don't lock yourself in the room. And this picture came to me of Frank in the room. I went running in and I asked Frank, are you an actor? And he said, well, yes, I happen to be, because everyone in L.A. is an actor, and maybe everyone in the world. So I said, Frank, you're going to be in this scene. We did a pan shot of the room, twice without Frank, and then one time with Frank frozen at the base of the bed but I didn't know what it was for or what it meant. That evening, we went downstairs, and we were shooting Laura Palmer's mother on the couch. She was lying there in sadness and torment. 
Suddenly, she sees something in her mind's eye and bolts upright, screaming. Sean, the camera operator, had to turn the wheels and follow her face as she bolted up, and it looked to me like he did a perfect job, so I said, cut, perfect, beautiful, and Sean said, no, 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 it's not. What is it? There was someone reflected in the mirror. Who was reflected in the mirror? Frank was reflected in the mirror. So things like this happen and make you start dreaming, and one thing leads to another, and if you let it, a whole other thing opens up. Thank you.
Lost Highway. At the time that Barry Gifford and I were writing the script for Lost Highway, I was sort of obsessed with the O.J. Simpson trial. Barry and I never talked about it this way, but I think the film is somehow related to that. What struck me about O.J. Simpson was that he was able to smile and laugh. He was able to go golfing later with seemingly very few problems about the whole thing. I wondered how, if a person did these deeds, he could go on living. And we found this great psychology term, psychogenic fugue, describing an event where the mind tricks itself to escape some horror. So in a way, Lost Highway is about that, and also the fact that nothing can stay hidden forever. Lost Highway 
Angelo Badalamenti. I met Angelo Badalamenti on Blue Velvet, and since then he has composed music for all my films. He's like my brother. The way we work is, I like to sit next to him on the piano bench. I talk and Angelo plays. He plays my words. But sometimes he doesn't understand my words, so he plays very badly. Then I say, no, 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 Angelo, and I change my words a little bit, and he plays differently. And then I say, no, 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 Angelo, and I change my words. And somehow, through this process, he will catch something, and I'll say, that's it. And then he starts going with his magic down that correct path. It's so much fun. If Angelo lived next door to me, I'd like to do this every day. But he lives in New Jersey, and I live in Los Angeles.
Eraserhead. Eraserhead is my most spiritual movie. No one understands when I say that, but it is. Eraserhead was growing in a certain way, and I didn't know what it meant. I was looking for a key to unlock what these sequences were saying. Of course, I understood some of it, but I didn't know the thing that just pulled it all together, and it was a struggle. So I got out my Bible and started reading, and one day I read a sentence and I closed the Bible, 
because that was it. That was it. And then I saw the thing as a whole, and it fulfilled this vision for me 100%. I don't think I'll ever say what that sentence was. Music. I was listening to the radio one day when I was working on The Elephant Man and I heard Samuel Barber's Adagio for Strings. I fell in love with this piece for the last scene of the film. I asked Jonathan Sanger, the producer, to get it, and he came back with nine different records. I listened to them and I said, no, that's not what I heard at all. All nine were completely wrong. So we went out and bought more. Finally, I heard Andre Previn's version and I said, that's it. It was composed of the same notes as the others, of course, but it was the way he did it. The music has to marry with the picture and enhance it. You can't just lob something in and think it's going to work, even if it's one of your all-time favorite songs. That piece of music may have nothing to do with the scene. When it marries, you can feel it. The thing jumps. A hold is greater than the sum of the parts kind of thing can happen. <laughs> 